No, <laughs> I'm sorry guys, I just, I dropped some fucking game right there. <laughs> no, I actually, I was recording before, I think it captured like a little bit. Yeah, L in the chat, boys. <laughs> yeah, my apologies, boys. So we got there about 10, uh, 10 minutes in. Apologies, guys. It's because I, I don't use um, Zoom to record because the quality is shit, so I use uh, Loom. And when you click it again, then it stops the recording, and I think I clicked it to check if it was still recording. I played myself. Lamza. Lamza in the chat with everyone. Noah, how are you doing, bro? Yo, brother, good. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. What did you want to say, man? Yeah, so should you, should you do this for, like, every single task you have? That was my question. Yeah. Good question. Um, so I, what I would say is try it first. So try batching pretty much every task you can think of first and then see which ones you hate batching. So for me, for example, there's some work tasks. Like I'll batch two, three videos, usually about two. And I really like that. I really enjoy it. If I start to do more than two videos, I can do and I can beast it out. I can discipline myself. I can record seven to 10 videos in one sitting. I've done it before, but I hate my life doing it. I'm sweaty. It's gross. I'm wearing the bathrobe and it's literally wet at that. Like genuinely, it's, imagine that, bro. I wear the bathrobe in the heat and everything. It's, it's genuinely wet with 10 videos. My throat hurts. I've got a headache and everything. I hate my life. YouTube shit. I just want to quit. I'll just do something else and go on government welfare. It's like, I'm getting dark thoughts at the end of that. So I I don't do that unless I absolutely have to, which I don't anymore. So for example, for me, I know now that I will only batch two videos pretty much ever now. One to two videos is perfect for me. Messages, I'll batch all of them, as many as possible. Um, emails, I don't really check them personally. Anything else? Is there anything that you had in mind? Yeah, so with the with the videos, I was like, uh, I relate to that so much as well. Like, I I'm just sitting there, my throat's hurting so much, and I just hate my life. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, I was just wondering. Uh, yeah, no, great answer. It makes a lot of sense. And basically, just just progressive overload it, right? Don't like batch everything at once. So I won't be able to stick to that. I think I'll, I think I'll just start off by batching one, then sticking to that, batching another, sticking to that. Uh, Right. Keep on yeah. doing that. Yeah. Well, you've got to find out, like, you know, the, the hidden key with everything in self-improvement, fitness, productivity, girls, whatever it is, it's like, do what works for you. We're all individual yeah. enough that, like, I can record, for example, two videos in pure happiness. Someone else could maybe do five. Someone could maybe do less than one. And so it's like, give it a try. So Jordan Peterson has this advice I like, where you should push yourself and you should work as hard as possible till you br you burn out. And then you should taper a bit below that and then live there. I think that's really good advice. I've heard it from mm. a few successful guys. You should you should go and experience burnout as a young man. You actually should. Most people won't tell you this because they're scared of like you know telling you some dangerous advice. I think it's fucking fantastic for you to experience burnout right now. Experience it. Like here's burnout. Experience it. Feel awful. And then know where it is because the thing is, ninety percent of young guys who are your age, they don't even they've never worked that hard to begin with. The first like layer to success, like you know, to hit ten k a month or to get. 50k 100k subscribers it's simply just work hard like to beat 90 i'd say probably about 90 percent of people it's just simply work hard you can even work mindlessly and still work hard and get to this bit here crossover it hurts and then stay down here for a year straight do that for like one to maybe five years you're at 10k a month you're at 100k subscribers maybe more and that's like that's the work hard part complete then maybe you know once you've got that high leverage and this is like future talk then we'll talk about you know being essential we'll talk about working smart we'll talk about working with your mind more and everything but that's maybe for less than like five percent of people out there yeah yeah i think i read that in the where's the superior man recently as well yeah like uh know what your edges and live like a little bit yeah yeah thank you makes sense man thank you noah W in the chat, boys. Boa. <laughs> that was a good question. Let's go on. Oh, no, sorry, bro. We'll go on to the next section now. Let me show. Uh, yeah. So the next part is parking. So this was done. Batching. You wouldn't. I'm just going to write this out just so when I share the link with you guys, you can um, have like a little refresher if you want. You wouldn't. I do why work like that okay then parkinson's law who knows what parkinson's law is when it comes to productivity adash does yeah come up bro 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my understanding of Parkinson's law is the idea that um, work takes, it fills up the time you allocate to it. Um, so to give you context, yesterday we had our first exam. Um, that was a presentation and it was a group one where we all had to come together to do the work. And we spent four hours in a room of five people to do work that probably could have taken an hour and 30. But the problem is we never set the target. We never set that we need to get this done within the two hours, right? So we just kept going until it got done and then we just left. But had we had or uh, taking accountability, had I said, well, we need to get this done um, by 3 p.m., you know, that would have got it done a lot faster. So, yeah. Fantastic. Can you give us one more example? One more example. I mean, just now, while, while Noah's, Noah was asking the question, <clears throat> um, I got a message from one of my committee members. So I'm the captain of my badminton team. And she was like basically hounding me to get after people, to get them to come to a match. And I mean, instead of taking the time and thinking, well, how much time am I going to spend messaging these people? I realized it wasn't in my schedule, right? So then I just told her, um, instead of me messaging people, they should have the initiative to come up, right? So she tried to get me to allocate that, that amount of time to do a work. I just put it to zero and then I closed my phone and got back to the call. It isn't a very exact example as the one I previously gave you, but I think it kind of shows how you can still use it in different situations. Mm. I like the, the first example you gave is nice. In this education, like the school setting, you were given four hours to do this task. It could have taken one and a half, but because you had four hours, it took four hours. Yeah, pretty much. Well said. Thank you for coming up, bro. Thank you very much. W in the chat, boys. Wadash. <laughs> so that's good, right? So batching. Uh, sorry. Um, my brain just stopped. One second, boys. Which one? Okay, Parkinson's law. Parkinson's law. The, you know, the easiest way I'd explain it, there's a few like phrases people use, like which I've seen online as well. Time, uh, tasks swell to fill up the deadline. Like Parkinson's law, the easiest way to explain it, you meet deadlines. Simple as that. You set a deadline, in general, you'll meet the deadline, right? The way I explain it to people is, in university, you're often given like a month to submit this essay. So you have this, okay, the professor sets you this essay, it's due for this month, and you get it in over the month. Imagine if the professor suddenly says, oh yeah, here's this essay, it's due 48 hours from now. It took you a month to do it in this alternative universe, but because you've got 48 hours, you do it in 48 hours. Of course, right? Because you're going to get the work done, right? So it's just this concept. So the idea is, if you've got the deadline for it, you will simply just do it. And the interesting thing about this is that usually you might even do it a little bit better because someone someone commented, and this was perfect, right? Who, who was that? Let, let's call him out. Um, Giram, Dijeni, and also someone else just said as well. Um, Oh yeah, Thomas Mayer. I'm so glad I left school years ago. And this is literally me before, uh, two hours before a deadline, right? Who Who's felt like that kind of like stress bullshit before a, a deadline? And especially when you've had one from like school, right? At pretty much every single place, right? Who, who's, who's felt like that kind of stress, annoyance? We've got this deadline, I've got this homework, I've got this thing. All of us experienced that before, right? And it feels kind of horrible. It feels like this disgusting feeling of stress, right? What if we could just remove that? The reason why that happens is because you get to live in purgatory. You're given this, this deadline for this, you know, okay, this homework that you've got to do for Friday or this assignment that you've got to do or this, this, um, dissertation. That's like the, the, the big one that you do in university, right? And you've got to do it three months or six months from now and it eats you alive. It's like this task that you've got to do and it literally starts to hurt your brain when you think about it. Your brain starts to think of all the ways you could do it, but it just hurts to think about. How easy would it be if suddenly you had this task and you had to do it 24 hours from now? You'd just suddenly, you'd take it more seriously and you'd crack it out. It'd still be hard, sure, but in some ways it's easier when you have a shorter deadline than it is longer. Think about that. Like, How many people right now would be unconvinced? Like, Just imagine this scenario. If you got to choose right here, right now, you've got to do this essay, you've got to write 2,000 words. For either three months from now, that's the deadline, or 48 hours from now, 
a lot of people would choose three months from now, wouldn't they? It seems kind of, oh, it's easier, I've got more time. That, really imagine, right? Just, just be honest with yourself. Who would have chose three months? Shake your hand like this. Just be honest. Who would have thought, oh yeah, well, you know, three months, I've got more time, right? I would have. I personally would have, right? Now, imagine how bad our mental health is going to be for three months because for two months and 28 days, we've literally not done any of it. And we're literally just there with bad mental health and anxiety for lit and stress and paranoia and sleepless nights, got night sweats and stuff. And like, you know, you see people who have, who have like in the group chat, they've been writing, they've submitted theirs weeks ago. And you're, you're that guy who always feels like shit because you've still not submitted yours, right? It's horrible, right? You thought that it would have been a good thing for you to have more time. And that's just one example to think maybe it wouldn't be. Having a shorter deadline is nicer. It's like, for example, with our calls, right? I made it clear on, like, I think, has anyone read that post I said where, um, how we can increase the quality of our calls? I link it usually when we do, like, a community post. It's like I had a bit of a rant where I said, okay, be on time. Uh, don't mess with your camera and everything. Who's who's read that? Do this. Quite a few guys. Because I've, I've linked it when we do, like, community posts, right? So what, since I did that... Our calls have went about three times more efficient now. Literally, like before I did that and we were just getting guys who were coming in a bit unprepared and everything. And you know, there was like an unclarified time of how long our calls would last. We were, we were just getting one or two students to come on and it was quite slow. And I don't even think those guys who got like the 40 minute period who, you know, they stayed on the call. I don't even think they got as helped as much as possible. When I did that and I told everyone, okay, like we're men of character. We're going to have like deadlines. You've got to be fast. You've got to be efficient. Not, not for these calls, but for the, um, coaching calls. I want you to to write your question out like out on a piece of paper you're going to be on time on the minute and everything right and i made it clear okay it's going to start on the minute and we're going to end on the exact minute we're not going to go past our 90 minute allocation and suddenly guess what we started getting five six guys come onto the call and it was like we were actually breezing through helping them but they were like oh yeah well my problem my problem is fixed four minutes into the conversation because now we were just, there's a deadline to fit into. Suddenly everyone just speaks in a concise way. Suddenly everyone's actually really receptive. How, how nice has that been now? Like for all, a lot of the guys I see who have been regulars to the community, the coaching calls, you probably noticed the quality just shot up like crazy because now the deadline is clear. That's Parkinson's law, it's a beautiful thing. So actually wait, we'll, we'll do some questions. Yeah, Thomas. Yes, I'm just going to add several things to what you said. Uh, first, sorry if I speak French uh, when I speak English. So. No, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I remember when I read Can't Hurt Me by David Gilgit, he said we are very bad at estimating the time a task will take us. Um, so what we'll do is we we'll spend a lot of time uh, like wobbling and bobbling. And I did for, I remember one week what he said, so it's like split your days in uh, like quarters of hours. And I've never been as, I would say, productive as uh, as this day. And uh, I, see, I think Alex Ormozzi said this also, uh, since we are very bad, we should give us like deadlines and be able to make decisions. Like I would say, instead of saying, okay, I will do this task tomorrow, or you will allocate a time to make to, to, to do the task. Because this way you have a locked uh, period and so you will do the task. And just to finish one thing, um, I know you, you've been talking a little bit about ADHD. I have ADHD, like very strong one, I'm medicated, like since I was three or something like this. Um, and it, it, it's an order for us because like there are so many distractions. I have removed, like you, no notification on my phone. I could do even better. Um, but like YouTube, I have no social media otherwise. Um, how do you manage this? Because you said you have only two times to, well, twice a day, uh, twice a week to check your message. Because, like, you have to be present on social media. How do you manage this? I, don't, I just don't even check the messages. So for YouTube okay. videos, just upload them. Sweet. But for, like, Instagram, TikTok, um, not TikTok, I don't even have TikTok, but uh, Twitter, I, d I don't even check the messages. Maybe Instagram I use for maybe about 15 minutes every month or something. Like, probably less than that. Twitter, maybe about 10 minutes a week. Maybe. Just sometimes I click on it and it's like, okay, what's Alex Amosi? What's, what's Tate? Literally, I just read Tate, Tate sweets because they're funny, really. But um, there's no, like, messages that I really check there. None are really that important. Yeah, yeah. I think we can do better. Is there, is there something related to FOMO still, you know? Like, they're missing out. They want to tell us, oh, you need to be able to contact everyone. But, like, when you, like when when Saturday ago, people, like, would not communicate maybe months and it was okay. There are no phone, no text message, etc. And, uh, yeah. Thank yeah. you very much, Andrew.
Thank you, Thomas. Yeah, thank you for saying that, man. And that's, that's a really good point you made as well. Like, you know, with batching messages and trying to stay productive and not really having the me- like the apps and stuff. You can feel formal. You can. But who cares? It's like, bro, I'm defying like every law of like social media businesses, right? I didn't even have an Instagram account for like six months. I didn't have a Twitter for like two years till I hit like a one point something million subscribers. I've I've had more people impersonate me and get highest views and subs and stuff on like the social media platforms that I've got on myself. And it's like, who cares? I still have become very successful not by checking social media stats. I've never replied to like people in my YouTube comments. I've never been there, you know, autistically checking my Instagram DMs. Like all these guys who are online who are telling you, oh, but you know, it's like, it's really good for networking guys. It's like, sure, to, to send someone a message, but you don't need to use it for that. It's like, literally, like, I use Instagram for less than 10 minutes a month. What I literally, you want to know, like, this, the step-by-step, you know, oh, you want to connect with high-value men. Well, sending massive DMs to everyone and, like, posting every day is not going to help you with that. It's just, it's all inbound. So, it's literally, like, every 10 minutes a month. If, and that's just, like, you know, a rough number. I don't even, like, plan it or anything. I'll literally open it, go onto the DMs, go onto request, click on, like, the top request thing. And it's like, there's all the blue check guys, okay? There's Jordan Welsh, Luke Belmar and stuff. Okay, sweet. Let's message them. What's your WhatsApp number? Boom. That's it. You don't actually need the account. You've seen how often I post. I post like, what, once a month, less than once a month. Sometimes I don't even use the app for like an entire month. You don't need to like use these apps to actually blow up on them. Do you think Tate was sat there on TikTok? Was he? Do you think Tate had TikTok on his phone? Or do you think he just blew up on there because he's a smart man and he was able to, to use these platforms in a different way? The same with me, bro. I've never even had a TikTok account. And apparently someone just told me a few days ago my TikTok was blowing up. I was like, which account, bro? Because it wasn't me. But just, I, I don't believe this thing of like, oh, but you know, FOMO and you know, how are you going to connect with other business guys? I don't believe that personally. What's up, bro? Oh, Tim. I don't hear you, bro. Is your mic not working? Don't do it, Artem. No, I don't hear you, bro. Okay. Sorry, bro. Just make sure your your mic's working, man. Sam, how are you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. You can hear me? Yeah, we can. What did I, you want to say? Would you recommend setting deadlines for like, absolutely everything you do? Or at least like the, like the more important things when it comes to your goals? Or would that take up too much like brain power? Give me an example. What do you mean by absolutely everything? Uh, well, in terms of like goals I set myself in a day, so what I want to get done, some are more important than others, obviously. And um, it, it comes back to the practice you once said in a video, like write down five goals and two of them are the ones you're going to focus on. So for me, it's like, would I, for those two, would I spend effort, put, put effort in setting a deadline for it? Or would I have to do it for everything? Would that be more productive? Mm, okay. Are you talking specifically about the tasks for those two, not like the, the grand goal or... Yeah, yeah, the tasks for that day. Yeah. Mm, okay. I usually don't. So, for example, let me show you mine. It's interesting you say this because this is something I, I've really realized about myself as well. So, you see, like this is my my real like work um, yeah, task right there. So, you see my work block here... Although it's got some things inside of it, you know, it's got the batch messages thing. I have a call with the guy, uh, the ghostwriter for my book and everything. I've got the coaching calls and stuff. I've had times where I, I very clearly set the deadline for specific tasks inside of here. So I could I try and show you now. <clears throat> yeah, like this. Like, okay, record two videos for this one and a half hour block like that. Or, um, okay, this, here's this exact coaching call. Here's a different call. Here's this. You know, it's, it's blocked more like by the hour. I personally didn't like this vibe myself where it's like this. Like I'm still working for about the same amount roughly, but it's blocked into specific, you know, what, what are the exact things that I'm doing in each one? The reason why is because I don't want to disturb my flow. If I'm currently working right now, I don't want to be thinking like, oh yeah, like, oh, you know, I was going to keep working and, and finish off this piece of work, but you know, I've got this deadline or something. But that being said, I would go and find out for yourself 
So this is experimentation for me. I've realized that I, I like waking up and working till around 11 or 12. And so inside of that, it's like, that's my sort of unofficial deadline is like pretty much when I'll go and, um, you know, eat lunch and I'm off work period. That's kind of like a deadline in itself. But I don't really say to myself, yeah, it's, this has got to be done. This micro task has got to be done one and a half hours from now. It's more so I'll use deadlines for something a little bit bigger than that. So certainly for the bigger goals, hit 1 million subscribers. Like you, a lot of people here saw my like goal setting with that. I was often very, very like accurate with when I said, um, what you know, when I'd hit my subscriber counts and everything. But for let's say for this this week, I'd be like, okay, well, I want to set up this bigger thing f inside of this week. That's like the project for this week. I would use deadlines like that. I probably wouldn't use them as specifically as like the multiple hours of the day because, like you said, it starts draining your brain points and it makes me lose a lot of love that I have for the work. Oh, that's a good one. So would you like use use it as like a guide for your day? So you find out what hours you're most productive and then you use that as like a guide for, okay, this is when I'm going to do the work and this is when I'm going to do other things. Yeah, 100%. Okay, sick. Thank you very much, man. Thank you, Sam. When in the chat, boys? <laughs> you got Costin, what's up, bro? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. I'm just looking at the books you've got behind you. Persuasion, Robert Keeley. <laughs> Deep work. Nice, man. Good selection. Psychology of money. Looking good. What did you want to speak about, bro? Uh, yeah. Uh, so my question is that um, would you recommend, just as you would do the burnout thing, to go like on an extreme to see uh, how much you can handle, to do the same thing when you set a deadline? So like set a crazy ass deadline. So like a task that would take you normally like two hours to set like a 40 minute one, just to see how much you can get done in 40 minutes. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't do it exactly like that. I think I, I've done that multiple times. I find that setting these micro deadlines by the hour, they kind of stress me out too much personally. And it's like, you know, some stress is good for you. I personally just lose a lot of fun with the work that I do when I'm really like, okay, I've got to get this done in the next 10 minutes, even though it doesn't really mean anything. So I don't do it much like that where, okay, it's got to be, you know, 20 minutes or something. But I do more like, for example, my video I upload every day at, at 5 p.m. So the video has got to be ready by then. So that's a bit more wholesome because that's okay. That's a real deadline yeah, yeah, that yeah. you set. It feels right. It doesn't stress you out as much. And it's like, okay, well, I've got to record the video. So if I record it this morning, then the editor can do it. Then, you know, I'll, I'll tell him, okay, we've got till five and both of us share this deadline. I, um, it is interesting, like going for the full burnout mode. This is a totally relevant to what you've said, but it is an interesting practice. So let's say there's a task that usually takes you one and a half hours. It can be really worth it for you to think to yourself, not only could I do this in 20 minutes, but do I need to do this at all? So this is something I, I, I do every now and then where I'll see the things that I do and I'll ask myself, this is some high level stuff, right? And I'll really ask myself, okay, is there a way where I don't actually have to do this thing? It's just an yeah. interesting question you want to ask yourself. So, for example, um, today, I, I literally was about to get ready to record 50, 50 shorts on my phone. So, I was going to record like a 4K, you know, like a um, a vertical phone like this. Yeah, I was going to yeah, get yeah, them yeah. all to record me. Okay, you know, these are going to be for the TikToks, the affiliate marketers and everything. Thinking that, yeah, you know, they, they're going to get fresh content and then I'm going to get a scriptwriter <laughs> and everything. And I literally sat there before I was recording and thinking, okay, this is a big task. Do I need to do it? Do these guys need like this vertical video right now? Can't they just clip up the stuff from mm -hmm. YouTube, like the, the normal practices with TikTok affiliate marketing? And like, yeah, they can. Tape blew up like that. Iman blew up like that. It's only Alex and Mosey who's been recording his own specific one. So I thought, nah, it's not actually needed. So I suddenly just saved like six hours of work by not doing something that wasn't even needed. And I got to work on other things. So it's not a direct answer to your question, but it is similar. Instead of thinking, okay, can I just do this in 20 minutes? Just ask yourself constant. Do I need to do this at all? Is there a way that perhaps I could do this in maybe, like, let's say two minutes because someone else is doing it for me and all I've got to do is just message them? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you, bro. That's actually a smart perspective. Thank you a lot. You're welcome. W in the chat, boys, for Waston. <laughs> okay, we'll move on from this bit. Parkinson's. Oh, let me share my screen. We'll, uh, we'll move on from this section, guys, so just put your hands down so we can reset that. Parkinson's law. What should we explain this? What's a nice little sentence? Anyone who's missed this, they'll be able to download this little page. Parkinson's law, literally just set a deadline and you'll hit it. There you go. Okay, so 
I was expecting that we didn't need to actually go through this. I didn't realize how many guys hadn't already read the four hour work week. In my perception, it, uh, I'm just biased because I read it literally like seven, eight years ago and literally every one of my friends has read it, but maybe that's just because I recommend it to everyone. But um, I actually still have, um, let me just show you. Um, where is it now? I, I literally still have the, the first copy of the book, you know? I don't, I don't know where it is. I literally, I was just reading it right now. All right, see this this is genuinely the the literally the the copy that I've had for um, what five years or something. Like this is the first, like not not just the book, but like literally the first, like literally this physical copy. Um, this is the first book I've ever bought of my entire like adult life. So that just covers the basic sort of fundamentals of productivity. It's three these three main tactics that is taught in this book. And if you want to learn more about this, highly you literally get this course for free. So I'm not even trying to sell you, but this course is inside of Adonis School, the Entrepreneur Productivity course. It's really fucking good, bro. I'm telling you right now, I've, I spent years leveling up my productivity. I put inside of this, of all my courses, this one actually gets the best reviews by far. It'll take you less than an, like an hour to go through. You genuinely will be able to do twice as much work after you watch it, I promise you. However much work you're doing right now, if you, if you weren't like really good at productivity, you'll literally be able to do twice as much afterwards. So just go and watch that in your own time. I don't need to like repeat the lessons here or anything and we'll move on to this. So by now you should be productive enough that you're not wasting huge time now the rest of this book goes on about you know more ways you can save time and everything and and those things are nice but I actually wanted to go through something that's usually not covered when you speak about this book which is more of the deeper life lessons that I've personally learned myself and also like more kind of like philosophical the way to live kind of life because I think this is really interesting you can go learn all the productivity stuff now in the course and the, the few lessons we've discussed here and so I wanted to go over just a few things so we're gonna go over these deeper thoughts plans and ideas that might genuinely change change the future trajectory that you have. So we're going to use these tactics to create our dream life. So what is our dream life? There's three points here that I wanted to go through with you. What do you, what do you really want to work on? The infinite game, the true purpose mission that you genuinely believe is right. So let me explain this right now. Let me just separate this. Okay, so this is the three points that we're just gonna go. Does anyone know the concept of the infinite game? Anyone heard that before Costin does? Is it one of the books behind you, bro? Let's have a look. No, it's not. It's from Simon Sinek though, from like his podcasts and all of all the content that he does. Mm. So yeah, an infinite game is a game where there are no rules, there are no set no set conditions, players are unknown, and uh, yeah, you can essentially just do everything. And the the role of the game is to keep it going. And so you don't win at life; you just keep going in life, right? right. You don't win a you don't win in marriage. You just keep a marriage going. And why is this special? What what is this like? What's the alternative? Oh yeah, the alternative is like a finite game. So like for a game of basketball, for example, you have set rules, you have a set deadline, the players know themselves, and the point of the game is uh, like, you just have some standards and based on that one wins and the other one loses, right? Fantastic. Thank you so much again, bro. Don't be the chat for the second time, boys. Lost in times two. <laughs> Alright, so he's explained it very well. It's, it's kind of a complicated topic and it, I didn't understand this till I read this, this book which is called uh, The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. I didn't understand it till I read it like two, three times. This genuinely could change your life, right? Most people play finite games with their work. Now, I don't know if anyone will be able to admit this, but just do this. If you feel like right now there's this subtle understanding that the work you're doing is only going to be up until a certain point so that then you can do the real thing after that. Who's, does anyone feel that way? So for example, it could be, I'm only gonna work this career because I don't actually wanna work this career. I wanna do this other thing, but I can't do this other thing just yet. So I'm gonna work this career till, till a finite point and then I can do the thing I really want after that. Or maybe it's university. I'm only gonna be in university for this one time. I don't wanna be in uni, but I want the thing that comes after that. For quite a few, oh, let's say business, I like, a lot of people won't actually um, 
relate to this, but a lot of like the old school business guys, the, the, the maybe one or two guys will understand this. The idea is that you start the cash flow business that makes money right now, but you actually wanted to do this huge life changing product, but you need like millions to, to be able to do that. So the owner of the website that we use school, he did that. He had a cash flow product, uh, cash flow business where he sold like info products, courses and stuff. He made a lot of money doing that. And he used that to, as the runway for the real thing he wanted to do. Now that you can still have a very successful life, but I don't know if that's the best way to live. What I think what might be a better way to live is that we start by playing the infinite game that we want to continue playing. So let, let, let me give you an example. Let's say, let me give you the real example, right? I'm 21 years old. I've just graduated. I've got no idea what to do with my life. And I'm thinking, I know, I'll go into the military. I'll go into the Air Force and I'll go and, you know, I'll, I'll go train there and that'll be a good career. It's a PTI role and everything. And inside of that, you know, I'm slightly visualizing, oh yeah, inside, once I'm in the RAF and, you know, I'm, I'm high status in there and it's cool. Inside of there, I'll start recording videos so that eventually I can leave the RAF and I'd just be a full-time YouTuber. You see that the, the RAF was like this finite game. And the real thing that I wanted to do, the real long-term thing that I actually wanted to do was actually the YouTube career. So it's kind of like, it's, it's like this new mental perception. And it took me a while to admit this, but is there something that you really actually want to do, which you're waiting to do because you feel like you can't do it just now? So another perception, let me give you, because most of the time, by the way, it's not actually that you need to wait around or anything, by the way. So there's someone in, um, in Adonis school, or maybe if it's the previous one, Adonis Academy, someone he's, he mentioned saying that like, oh, you know, he wanted to be like a therapist. He, he was struggling with something. So I went on a call with him and he said, like, oh yeah, he just wants to help people. And so he's considering going to university, getting a counseling degree so that he can find out if he wants to help people or not. So I said, why don't you just find out today? I told him, okay, here's how you set up a coaching business where you can essentially like counsel, but not legally counsel, but like coach someone today within five hours from now. Let's see if you're bullshitting. I said this to him, I just put the pressure on him. I said, let's see if you're bullshitting. You said you want to help people. Let's see if you're bullshitting. Why don't you go and help someone today? Why don't you go and set up your coaching business today, get someone to come onto a call with you, help them through their problems. And let's, let's see if you actually will help them. Let's see if you'll actually enjoy that. Am I still lagging? Am I? Ah, oh, bro. Is it? It's my video. It's so strange, bro. My internet's usually fucking flawless. I can't come on to Zoom. I get um, DDoS. Which one are you? DDoS in me, man. <laughs> Lagza. Is it? When that happens, can you still hear me okay? Or is it the, the sound cuts off as well? You can still, okay, you can still hear me. Oh, the sound fucks up, okay. Just give me like a little note, um, thing, like a, I don't know, a noise or, or just tap, uh, chat, and I'll just repeat what I said. <clears throat> the idea, the idea of the infinite game is that you choose right here, right now, the kind of, the dream life that you want to live, the dream, let's, let's just make it simple, right? Choose right here, right now, the dream work or business or career that you want. Now, there's going to be exceptions to this. Someone wants to be like a, a medical doctor or something. Okay, you can't you can't just do that right now. Okay, you got to go through the process. But let's say with the the business for a lot of the guys here. When I did the survey, over fifty percent of people wanted to be YouTubers, right? I guarantee this. Let's say fifty percent of the sixty nine people here. There's there's thirty five people on this call want to be YouTubers. I guarantee over ten are bullshitting themselves right now. Guarantee it, bro. Over ten of the guys who want to be YouTubers are bullshitting it and they're just waiting. Oh, I'll I'll be a YouTuber after this. Like there's this in, there's this finite game mentality where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this, this other thing for a finite amount of time. Then I can do something else for a finite amount of time. Then a finite, if you live your life in these finite amount of times, you'll never get any real success. Oh yeah. I'll go to the gym and in your mind. You're thinking, yeah, I'll go to the gym for like this period. And then after this, then I'll never go to the gym again. Imagine if someone said that, bro, imagine that. Oh, I'll go to, like this. And the thing is, people are like this, right? We all know them. They're all of our like, like, like fat middle-aged parents and stuff, aren't they? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I'm gonna go on this diet. I I'm gonna eat 500 calories a day. I'm not gonna eat anything that I like. I'm gonna. I hate myself, so I'm gonna go on this diet, and I'm hoping that you know I'll, I'll lose like two stone in in two weeks or something. And then they literally, it's a finite thing. They don't expect to live like that for the rest of their lives, do they? And people, when they set this kind of this, um, am I lagging again, bro? Thank you, boys. Where did you hear up to? Let me know in the chat. I was going, I was on a roll then, man. Fucking brokey ass internet, bro. This is unacceptable, boys. I'm just gonna call up my internet service and tell them, what is this? I'm going on this, to the fat middle-aged pet. Yeah. Bro, this is worse. McDonald's Wi-Fi is more stable than mine, man. <laughs> it's it's my, my, my mom and my sister, bro, messing with the internet cables downstairs, bro. They're always doing something. <laughs> So do you see this in like in middle-aged people when they're going on a diet? They always have a finite mentality, don't they? That they they're gonna do this diet with this idea that they'll get off the diet, don't they? Like they think about it. Most people who go on a diet, they do it with the perception that they're going to get off the diet soon, and then they wonder why they stay fat forever because the person who actually makes the progress, his diet doesn't look like this. His diet looks like this. He just starts it and he assumes he's never going to quit. The reason why I was able to build this like beautiful ass fucking physique is because just I was lucky that my brain thought this, right? The moment I got into the gym, I genuinely instantly thought of it as infinite. I'm going to keep going to the gym for the rest of my life. Sweet. 10 out of 10 gains guaranteed. I have to have a 10 out of body because 10 out of 10 physique. I have to because I'm literally going to keep on going to the gym for the rest of my life. Simple as that, right? So it's like, I want you to imagine for, for a few areas of your life right now, I think this is a good visual. Are you living life like this right now? Where it's like, this is the finite thing that I'm currently doing? Or is it like this? Where it's like, yep, I started something and I'm just going to continue it for the rest of my life. Because preferably with quite a few things, the most important things of your life, preferably it's like this. You've started the kind of work that you... Now, and it doesn't have to be the very specific thing. Let's just make that very clear, right? So it, it's not like I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to be a YouTuber when I'm 75 years old and there's like, you know, 7D VR or something. But the idea is like the, the model behind it, not just like the vehicle, the model behind it is, for example, like teaching, right? Teaching on a mass scale. I'm going to be some kind of teacher, synthesizer, leader for the rest of my life. I couldn't not be like this because it's simply just who I am. You see, when you see things in this perspective of this finite game, I'm going to do this thing just for now. The, the problem becomes that it's not usually something that you actually want to do or something that you're even good to, at doing. When you only consider things that you could imagine doing for the rest of your life, you naturally just pick the thing you're actually supposed to do, the thing that you could dominate on. Because for me, it was always, oh, you know, military or this, this drop shipping or coding, bro, being a rapper, bro, was one of my thoughts, right? So these fucking cringe things I was considering to do. And as soon as I actually thought to myself, what is the thing I want to do for the rest of my life? I thought YouTube, which is the thing, but that's more of the vehicle. The specific thing was just kind of like teaching and just explaining things that I've recently learned. That's something I will do for the rest of my life. That's something that no one can compete with me on because you can't compete with someone who genuinely plans to do this for another 80 years till he dies. It's like, there's no retirement for me. I'll still be doing this when I'm like 90 years old. So you can't win against someone like that. So ask yourself right now, just before we go to the questions, are you pursuing work, fitness, relationships like this? And it, interestingly, I've just said relationships, bro. Th this gets deeper, right? This gets very fucking deep because when you pursue a relationship like this, like I have, where you, I know this sounds stupid and a few guys won't be able to understand this, right? But like a few guys here will. When you get into a relationship and it looks like this, where you genuinely know it's a finite relationship and you know you're going to break up with this bitch because you know that she's not even that good or anything either. That is a horrible experience. It is a painful, bro. You can't trust her. You know you're going to break up with her at some point. So you can't even give her like any level of love. You're wasting her time. You're wasting your own. If it messes with your head, the, the bond and the love forms anyway. So it's like you've just played yourself. Now you've literally got like this loving attachment to this, this dumb woman that you don't even care about that you don't even respect think about how stupid that is think about how crazy that is that's how i've lived life i don't want you to go through this the the same thing am, have i am i lagging right now people saying i'm 8-bit i'm in minecraft mode oh tim how are you bro so uh how's that can you hear me now yes we can 
What did you want to say, bro? So uh, please tell me if these are limiting beliefs that I'm having, but uh, I tried to leave university and uh, I told my parents about this. I'm like, yeah, I want to leave university. And my father, he was literally going like this, like, oh my God, you're throwing your whole life away and your career is like uh, dead and you will never be something in your entire life. And I uh, thought to myself, well, that's not the path I want to go down in life. And uh, so uh, I kind of, I, I kept staying in university because my parents were really disappointed. And uh, right now my financial situation is like not, not I'm not liberated. So I, I can't really leave the state that I'm in. Uh, would you recommend like uh, focusing on university at that state and just uh, doing three years of university to just get over it? Or do you think like uh, I should go full on YouTube synthesizer uh, mode and just produce like seven videos a week? Mm. <clears throat> First of all, we need to understand where your parents are coming from because in their thinking, they're not wrong. They grew up in a time yeah. where the route to success is actually, you know, they like, they looked up to the people who went through the system. They, they got the degree and that they wore the nice college shirts and they had a better life than your, your parents probably did. Those people up there who got the degree, they probably were saved from a lot of the financial stress that your parents went through, especially with having children. So it's like, we've got to feel grateful for that. But I do believe they're incorrect. I believe they just they just don't really know that these days 14 year old girls make more money than doctors i make more money than 100 doctors put together by the way maybe even, yeah. even more than that think about that i make more money than 100 doctors put together they're, like their combined time in university is like close to a thousand years and i'm just a guy who usually wears a, a bathrobe and I st i'll still yeah. live with my parents bro <laughs> like so they're just incorrect with this and i'm not even trying to be be mean but it's like what, what you see you know, these guys making all this money is 100% true. Now, if you think that you can be a good synthesizer, a good YouTuber, and you're willing to put in the work, what I would say is like overlap the two for a little bit first. Show us that you've got some potential. Make at least maybe one, literally just $1 online first. Just $1, just because the idea is, okay, well, let's just, because most people don't ever do that, right? Then maybe make 500 or $1,000 just total. Once you've done that, it's like, then you can scale up and we can, you can, you know, show it to your parents. Okay, look at me. I'm actually making a, a really good amount of money. I'm making more money than I would ever do even with a master's degree or anything. Then it becomes kind of easy where it's like, no, but like, I'll make more money if I just go and focus on my thing full time. Right now, it's this scary, dark thing where, you know, you've got a, a YouTube channel, but it's, if it's not ultra profitable, then it's like this, this, this. It, yeah, Samuel just said it. Show them results. Don't just give them promises. Okay. Well, uh, thank you pretty much for answering my question, Hazel. You're welcome. I appreciate it. You're welcome, brother. Thank you for coming back up, bro. W in the chat for Artem, boys. Wartim. <coughs> Kostin, how you doing, bro? Yo, I just thought I would share this because this is a valuable perspective that I use and it's tied to the Infinite game. So it's like, I, I heard this from Alex from Ozzy. If you don't plan to do it for your whole life, don't do it for a day. And it's a, like, this applies very much to the three big niches like health, wealth and relationships, right? So yeah, especially for the guys who uh, are struggling to like not talk with women because like, yeah, I know this bitch is distracting me, but I, I don't know, like... <laughs> um, yeah, just like think of it, think of it like, bro, am I gonna be like in a marriage with this woman for the rest of my fucking life? Like, ain't no, ain't no way, bro. <laughs> That's a really good so, way to live. Very good. And, and another thing, I don't know if this was from Homozy or not, but I've I've heard <clears throat> from entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't work with them for the rest of your life, don't work with them for a day. Same concept, bro. It's it's so true. Mm, thank you for coming up again, bro. Lost yeah, in the chat, everyone. Lost in times three, legend. Arnie, what's up, bro? What's up? Okay, so I wanted to ask, like, does it apply to like a more specific thing or is it also pretty broad? Because for me, for example, I'm studying biomedical engineering right now. So what I want to do is I want to help people and like kind of like teach less coach because I really enjoy fitness and like nutrition and all searching all of this shit out. But I want to figure out a way to like make some sort of device or something that integrates everything and like 
with a combined with an app and then i see myself in the future for example like teaching in school or something like that so for example i'm going to be doing a minor in teaching in school like in half a year but i don't see myself like starting out as that because like it's not going to really make me any money like working like a nine to five in a school and i also first want to get that other experience but in a way i'm doing like kind of like it's kind of the two finite things right or is it like is it still considered like one thing because it like is all a little bit about teaching because like that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. Mm. Yeah, good question. Um, it depends which way you look at it. It seems like it's a bigger scale to me. It look like there, there can be multiple finite things inside of the the infinite game. So the infinite game can be, for example, exercise. I'm going to exercise every single, most days for the rest of my life. Inside of this can be finite things of like, oh yeah, like I'm going to try, you know, a bit of CrossFit. Oh yeah, I'm really into martial arts right now. Oh yeah, I'm into this, I'm into this, I'm into this. The grand scale of things is like, yeah, it's exercise. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to move my body. Maybe, you know, for me, one of the things will be is resistance training. I like to build muscle. I probably will for the rest of my life. Inside of that, the finite games of like, you know, getting obsessed over protein, carnivore diet and calisthenics and body weight and all this. So it seems to you that you've got this big thing that you want to do. And inside of it is just these little projects, which is absolutely fine. Okay. How broad can the categories be? Because kind of in a way, like in a way you could also say what you're saying, like, yeah, I'm just going to work for the rest of my life and like everything falls under work. Like how broad can the category really be for it still to be like an infinite game? What do you mean by that? Well, like we're trying to pick an infinite game. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So... As you would just say, like the infinite game is work, then you have like everything, you know? And so you kind of have to specify down from that, right? Mm. But you also said that you don't specifically have to say like, for example, oh, I'm going to be a chemistry teacher for the rest of my life, mm. for example. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. where does it really end? Where does it sit on the scale? Yeah, nice question. Yeah, it feels quite intuitive to me. So for me, the way I would say it is, the vehicle can change. So, for example, with me, like my infinite game is synthesizing teaching, for example, right? Just kind of explaining things which I've learned. And YouTube is like kind of the, the thing, but YouTube isn't the infinite game because logically it probably is not going to be around here for 70 years, right? I'm probably going to be cancelled on it before then. So it's like, it's probably not going to be the infinite thing. So the idea is that it's not YouTube, which is the infinite game. YouTube is the vehicle and it's like the, the model or like, it's hard to explain, like the, how would you, what, what's the word you would use for this guys? What do you really think? The model or something like that, like the, the medium, like the flow of things, which is, okay, well, yeah, I think teaching. vehicle or medium sounds, sounds fitting. Yeah. Medium. Yeah. Medium is a good way to say it. So it, the medium is the thing that will stay the constant for the rest of your life. So I will resistance train or I will exercise or I will, oh, sorry, um, like this. So I will resistance train, I will exercise, I will teach for the rest of my life. Then it's like, okay, well, for a part of this, I will be a YouTuber in the, in the grand scale of being a teacher. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so it's like that. And so, for example, you could be either a teacher or you could be like a, a I don't know, like a like more of these type of categories, I guess. Right. Mm, okay. Yeah, that helps. Thank you, Arnie. Thank you for coming up again, bro. Yeah, thank you. Marnie in the chat, boys. Apologies, my internet's getting slow. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Do you reckon it's because we've got 68 people, like video cameras? Do you reckon that's maybe it? Okay, but that shouldn't even... I doubt that's it, bro. My internet speed's fast as fuck, bro. The, the family group chat's getting an angry message in there right now. <laughs> Sam, how we doing, bro? I'm doing good. Uh, a bit last question. I understand, like, purpose layers, that once you achieve one thing, it shifts a bit to, to something else. And I've had a lot of that. But what would you say, like, how do you recognize when it's a purpose layer or when it's just one of those, I'm doing this now so I can do this later type situation? Mm, yeah, that's a really good point. Um... To be honest, I don't really have a clear answer on that. 
I feel like I'm just beginning to understand purpose myself. And there is like, like what I would do is I would follow the exact chapter in this. I think it's chapter, let's have a look. Chapter nine, I believe. Oh yeah. So it's chapter 11, page 41. And it, this means a lot to me, like this little bullet point bit there where Data says, among the signs of fulfilling or completing a layer of your purpose are these. You suddenly have no interest whatsoever in a project or mission that previously motivated you highly. You feel surprisingly free of any regrets whatsoever for starting the project or ending it. And there's some more, but it's just this last one means a lot to me because this is how I usually feel. The project seems almost silly, like collecting shoelaces or wallpapering your house with gas station receipts. Sure, you could do it, but why would you want to? So the idea is, I think that this is the, the way that I follow my life, which is more that, okay, well, I will do the thing for as long as it seems like it is my purpose, my focus, it's aligned to like my mission. When it no longer seems like that, and I can tell that it's not because I'm, you know, I'm pussy now, I'm being unproductive or something, then I'll ditch that for like the new purpose layer. And that's the way that I'm living my life. How to integrate that with, with what we're talking about here. It's hard to say. The way that I would say is through each purpose layer, you're going to want some infinite games being played. For example, chances are good sleep, good health, meditation and, and social connection and you know love and, and happiness and sunlight. These are kind of like infinite games that you'll want with no matter what your purpose would be. So it's like, it's interesting that no matter what your purpose could be, and it could be anything, good health is probably going to be a part of that. It's probably going to help you. So this is why like asking this question of, you know, what is the infinite game I want to play? You go to these fundamentals where you lose a lot of the specifics. You know, it's not like I, I want to be a basketballer for the rest of my life because that could be a purpose layer. That could be like this little, you know, this fixation on this specific sport. But rather it's just sports is the big thing I want to do. So my purpose layer might change. Right now it's like business, right? It might change. But learning will probably be an infinite game for me. It'll be probably, probably like, it'd be hard for me to imagine that there'd ever be a point where I'd be like, yep, I'm, I'm done learning now. I, I sure hope I don't learn anything new now. So it's, it, that's the infinite game for me. Inside of that, it's, oh yeah, learning from prod podcasts, taking courses, learning like this, learning like this. So it, it's, I'll be honest, I don't totally know myself actually. Fair enough. No, but it's a clear answer. What chapter was it that you said in the book? I've got it right here. That's uh, chapter 11, page 47, I think. Oh, wait, sorry. Chapter 12. What is it? Ah, yeah, fair yeah page 41. 41, I got it right here. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome, Sam. Thank you for that, bro. W in the chat, boys. For when? We got Otto coming up. What's up, bro? How you doing, Hamza? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So I just wanted to ask a question. So I have a YouTube channel and I've built it up. Like I've worked really, really hard on it. Like I've like given my mum and dad some money. And it's all on chess and like there's quite a big market for chess. Like there's guys who are making like a lot of money. And like I know a lot about it, but I but I don't really want to make videos on it. But I know a lot about it. So like I kind of heard Andrew Tate say like don't do what you're passionate about, just do what you're good at. So, like, and I tried to make kind of like a self-improvement type of video and it just doesn't do as well. But I'm just like, I'm not really sure what to do. Like, should I integrate like kind of what my interests are and keep it main chess or just like kind of switch over completely? Mm, yeah. So this is, this is a tricky one, man. And I think you need to find out what your own personality style is. So the idea is, do you do something and work and spend your time in something that you don't really want to do, but it just pays the bills? Or do you want to take the leap and do something which probably you would really enjoy doing, but it doesn't pay the bills, but maybe it could? Do you want to be the starving artist or do you want to be the depressed millionaire to be you know, the, the two extremes? It really depends. Like, because it depends what, what question strikes more to you. When I ask myself this question and I ask myself, well, If the money was taken away, which one would you do? Yeah, I'd probably do the one that... I'd probably just make videos on things I'm way more interested in. That can make it seem like an obvious answer. And, you know, yeah. someone will just drop the mic there. The issue is like, well, money is, an, is a factor, so we need to factor that in. So Yeah, I know. It, and it's also like, I just... 
It's like I know quite a lot about it, so I can make like endless, endless content. Like I, I was playing for like two years straight, just like kind of sat in my room for two years. But I've, I've kind of come out of my room now. But it's 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 kind of like that. It's just like I know a lot about it, and I, I can and I've got like my whole YouTube channel just you know just wants just videos. So as soon as I make like hey, I get like a one year like body transformation, like no one watches it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure. <clears throat> I wouldn't suggest diluting your your channel. What I would suggest is yeah. if you're going to make videos that different, I would just keep your current channel for chess. And if you're going to upload yeah. a chess video, put it there. If you want to do a different videos, upload it to a different one. Because like you said, the, when you t do these self-improvement videos, they don't perform that well anyway. Now, they certainly probably get more views on this channel just because you've got a bit of an audience there than on a brand new one. But you may as well yeah. like not degrade what you've worked for. Just because your, your yeah, desire for chess might come in. like three. Imagine, is it impossible? Just imagine this. Is it absolutely impossible that your desire for chess could ever come back again? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was working today, like I, like I was following like my morning habit routine, like I, like I fasted to twelve, and I was just like making videos, and oh, and because I had no distractions, and I was reading, I was just reading this book, and like I, I was just kind of like making the content, I made a video, I was like kind of really enjoying it. It was like the first time that like I kind of really enjoyed chess, so like I didn't even mind it today. Yeah. I'd go with so, that then. Yeah, I wouldn't ruin that YouTube channel. I would, yeah. I wouldn't force people to watch stuff they don't want to watch. What I'd do is make a new yeah, channel yeah. for the self improvement stuff. See how much you really like it, and if you can like the thing that's making money, well then that's the best case scenario. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, Otto. Don't be in the chat, boys. For Watto, we'll go on to the, the next section now, boys. Right. Oh, oh wait. Let me just skip. How's the lag now, boys? Are we looking okay? So the infinite game, true purpose plus mission, you gen yeah, so this is uh, something I, I'll tell you from my experience. I probably should have told you a little bit before. But for me, when I ask myself this question of, and, and certainly I, I should give you the disclaimer, I hope I don't sound like an asshole, but like, I've achieved a pretty good level of success, right? You, got, you guys know that. And you guys actually know a lot more than everyone else on YouTube. Like, I make a fuck ton of money, right? I make more than 100 doctors put together. Like, I, I've made, I think, about 200, a quarter of a million in the last month. Month, bro. Not not even a year. In the last month, my my goal is is twelve million for the year. One million a month, right? So the, the, that's like uh, I'm a I'm an exception in this place. But let me just give you, you know, it, it's one of those where it's like, is it still valuable? Because you know, my situation's different. But let me just give you my thinking on this. This infinite game plus, you know, the true purpose mission, right? Well, guess how I got here. I played the infinite game. I, th I chose the game that I knew that I would actually want to do for the rest of my life, which is just teaching and just explaining things I've recently learned. And because of that, I've probably become like who know, one of the best in the world, maybe in the, the top thousand or top 10,000 teachers in the entire world ever. Because this was the thing I could imagine I could have done for the rest of my life. And so I've been able to literally sacrifice everything else and just zero in on this one skill of just kind of like just speaking to people. Think about that. I'm here today because I actually like went deep into this infinite game. And here is something that I would change right now. It's what would you want to do? Like, I don't know if I'll be able to explain this. I'll try and I'll, I'll just walk you through my exact thinking process. If, if you're a YouTuber, you might find this interesting, but anyone else who's just interested in my story might find this interesting as well. <clears throat> I've made, you know, videos on dating and, and making muscle, getting girls and every topic, right? And I recently, I asked myself, like, what, what kind of topic do I really want to, 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 to be teaching? Specifically now because I don't really need more money. You see, like, the personal gain for my work is kind of checked off now. I don't really need more money. I don't need more subscribers. Once you get to this position of abundance, this is what you see in a lot of rich people. They suddenly just become very generous, kind people because it's like, I, I finally filled up my cup so I could just focus on other people. So what is really the, like, genuinely the most impactful, purposeful mission, the work that I can really do? Specifically, I was asking myself, what topic can I focus in on on YouTube to teach the men of the world? What should I actually teach them? And I realized that I've made a massive mistake. You see, I've taught zero-sum games before. I've taught, for example, how to get a six-pack. 
And that seems awesome for you, right? Like, Sem's listening to this. If Sem learns from me how to get a six-pack, that's good for him, right? Sure. And it's good for me because he's going to watch and he's going to buy my program. Okay, me and him win. Handshake sweet. Now, let's say everyone here, all of us get a six-pack, all of us looking good, all of us getting more matches on Tinder, more likes on Instagram. Okay, sweet. Nice, right? But now, let's say a million guys. Let's say 10 million. Let's say 100 million. Let's say, let's say 3.5 billion men get a six-pack. What does it do now? Is there any point to it now? Because if 3.5 billion men have a six-pack, I'm telling you right now, the fat man is attractive. Or the guy with the fucking 10-pack is now attractive. That The 10-pack becomes the... The six-pack becomes the 10-pack. So it's like, okay, we're, we're all fat at this point. If you've, you've only got a six-pack, oh, that's gross. I want a man with a 15-pack. This is what women are saying. It's like, if we suddenly... You could just click your fingers and every guy could be six foot because, you know, that's what's going to get us girls. Suddenly girls would be saying, no, but I want a guy who's seven foot, right? Because it's just like the barrier to entry. And so it, this gave me like some deep thought where I finally just realized... I don't actually want to zero in on the topics, which is just going to kind of like neutralize the um, what everyone is, is learning. I don't know if I'm explaining this right, because this is just something I've recently thought. But I've realized that if there's something that I, I could teach to everyone, it's health. If I, you know, let's say the same concept, if everyone gets, gets a six pack, it's not valuable anymore. But if everyone becomes healthy, it's actually still valuable. Right? Like, you know, if I teach someone how to get a six pack and I walk past that motherfucker on the street and he looks at my girl, bro, that's like, that's bad for me, right? I'm thinking like, bro, I helped you, man. Stop looking at my girl like that, bro. Bro's confident. He's like liking my girl's pics on Instagram or something, right? But let's say health. Let's say if I focus in on physical health, mental health, and I walk past that same guy who's learned from me, that's only a positive for me, right? Because the, the healthy guy is probably friendlier. He's probably like, you know, this nice, generous. He's probably more kind. He's probably, you know, you can probably imagine some statistic that a healthier person is less likely to be violent or aggressive or anything, right? They're probably more likely to be productive, probably make more money, probably, you know, like better employees for me as an entrepreneur, right? So it's like that. And also it's probably the like best thing, gift I could actually give someone is really their health. So this is just the transition that I've made recently realizing that, if there's something that I can teach for the rest of my life, it may as well be health. It may as well be something that doesn't perform as well on YouTube because what performs the well is how to get girls right now, how to text girls, how to fuck girls, how to do this, how to make money and stuff. But all of that is like this zero sum game. All of that is like, it's, it, you know, the individual who watches it wins, but the collective humanity actually suffers a little bit by people learning that. I did it for a long time because I needed the personal gain. I needed my own success. So I don't blame you. If right now you're teaching like, you know, the, these quick tactics that guys need that, you know, like make the competitive like scene even higher. Like for example, teaching how to make money online, it might be a bad thing because suddenly everyone's level to make money is just suddenly increased. And now it's like now making money is just harder for everyone. It's like this is this is the baseline right now. And suddenly if like, you know, a, a million people have watched my video on how to make money, this is the baseline now to make money. It's just, it's just suddenly harder for everyone. So it's like, this, is there any kind of positive to that? And I'm sure that some people who watch it are going to benefit from it and I'm going to benefit from it. But I've started to think more deeply in these topics. And that's why I think transitioning to health and specifically love, not just attracting girls, not to how to text girls or anything, but more of like the spiritual love that you learn from these like deep guys, which is stuff I barely even understand right now, but it's transforming my life. Those are the things that I can imagine that like I would actually want every man to know for your own benefit, but also just for my own personal like selfish benefit. Because if you're a genuinely healthy guy who genuinely knows how to like spiritually love a woman properly, you'll probably be the kind of guy that I would actually want to like live close to me. I'd want to walk past you on the street compared to the kind of guys who've been watching my like degenerate videos on how to fuck more girls. I'm hoping that I don't walk past that kind of guy. He's like, he's got a condom stuck to his foot right now. It's just gross, bro. <laughs> We've only got a few minutes. I'm just going to cover these quickly. And then I don't think we'll have time for more questions. Sorry, boys. But I just wanted to cover these points. The Mexican fisherman story. What I'll do is I won't cover this right now. I will timestamp and I'll just attach a link here so you can hear me talk about this. I've just mentioned it in a video before. And actually, you know what? This one is the same thing. It's the same video. So I'll just link those. And what we can do is we can just do questions instead so we can bring people up. Adash, are you there, bro? I don't see... I can't bring you up with that. Yeah, oh, I am. Yes. Okay. Um, so this isn't uh, exactly a question, so I'm not sure. Uh, but I kind of wanted to give a perspective to Artem and Arnie based on what they had said. 
Um, hopefully this will give value to the other people on the call as well. Um, so Arnie was talking about, you know, whether you do university or you do business and you kind of zeroed in on the incentive portion, you know, earning money and then giving it to your parents to show that. So I just want to give an example to you, um, Artem. There was a point where I wanted to go professional in esports. Like I wanted to play Fortnite and make money from that basically. And what I had to do for that was get the really good grades. So my parents knew I could manage both. So it, it was that period of struggling for a while um, to study because I had done really badly before to then where I was doing good and I could get the PC. So that kind of puts it in perspective. And for Arnie, who was talking about the infinite game, I kind of have this different perspective. It's like for him in particular, from what he said, the infinite game is more helping people through biomed and through nutrition. So then the individual steps to get there are through university and through nutrition. So it's not two finite games. It's one infinite game, but just two sort of steps required to get there. So kind of taking it in a, thinking of it in a more macro sense would probably be beneficial. I think that I just wanted to give my two cents on that. Thank you for that, Adash. Appreciate yeah. that, bro. W in the chat, boys. Wadash, we've got exactly two minutes. Wince, is your question underneath two minutes, bro? It's not. Okay, Santiago, how about you? We've got one and a half minutes. Yeah, let's let's speed run it, bro. He's, he's shrugging his shoulders. Let's do it, bro. <laughs> oh, no, his, his mic's not working. Santiago, please, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, man. Okay, who's got a working mic? Quick, no, bro. Please, no. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> fast, bro. <laughs> so, 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 bro. Um, my question: Is it beneficial? It was on the Parkinson's law. Is it beneficial to just set up a crazy ass deadline? Like, okay, so I'm gonna record ten videos in an hour. That's a crazy ass deadline. And even if you don't get it, you still record like eight. That that's better than you would do before. Is that beneficial? I don't think so. The reason why is because suddenly your the videos you record are going to be one rushed and also two shorter than you actually wanted them to be. I think instead it should be, for example, I'm going to record 10 tomorrow over the entire day because you shouldn't change the work task for the deadline, but the deadline should just be able to add like a little bit of urgency. So what this means is like set, for example, oh yeah, next week I want to record 25 videos by the end of the Sunday. Okay. That's fantastic. But you don't want it to be, oh yeah, like I'm going to record videos, which now they need to be six minutes on average, but you've got to press record and, you know, start and stop. So now your video is going to be like four and a half minutes on average. And suddenly you just got like four and a half minute videos, which is just a bit shit. And you're like, ah, you're, you're sway and stuff. So I wouldn't do it exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you, man. Thank you, Noah. Appreciate that, bro. And that is exactly our time. Sweet boys. Appreciate everyone listening in on this live lesson. That was fun, boys. That was really fun. I, I've been liking these a lot, actually, just getting into teacher mode. And um, I have that Notion page uploaded for you. I'll go make a little post right now. I'll link in some some other things which I've learned from as well. And hopefully you can just, like, if you want to, you can just go on to, like, the community's post right now, see where I've posted it, download the little Notion page, save it to your own profile, and you've got, like, a little recap of everything we've uh, spoke about there. Sweet. I'll see everyone. On Saturday, we're going to do the two calls that we missed on Tuesday. So just have a look at the community post. I've just posted it then. Take care, everyone. Have a good night. Bye-bye.